Yo, yo, what it do? Blizz D, homie. I'm hanging out with the Misfits on the Who They Want podcast. If you ain't here, you ain't about it. Blizz D, homie. Yo, 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 you already know what it is, what it be, what it ain't. But what it really is. This is Psychedelic Chilling with the Misfits on Who They Want podcast. This is a little man of the week. What it is, this your boy Captain Capo Grown on standby for the run by with the Misfits on Who They Want podcast. You ain't about it if you ain't here. So stay tuned. Grown. Yo, 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 this is FP3 chilling with the Misfits on Who They Want podcast. The one and only. Stay tuned. What's up, y'all? This is Lady Tasha, better known as the Duchess. And you already know I'm rocking with the Misfits on a Who They Want entertainment podcast show. And don't forget, go and download everything Entertainment Expo app and get blocked in or bow down. Steady, are you ready? Mm. Daddy, are you ready? Mm. Steady, are you ready? <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to be who they want. Hey, what's going on, people? How y'all doing tonight? Y'all already know this is the award-winning, internationally known podcast show that does everything that they don't. You're now tuned in to Who They Want Podcast Show. I am your host that does the most. They call me DJ Steady. Are you ready? And I am live with the crew. You already know the misfits are in the building. We got Lady Tasha, the Duchess, present. And we got hey, my everybody. man, 100 Grand, Kyle E. in the building. What's going on, people? Happy what's Wednesday. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You <laughs> not put my teacup? Nope. Nah. Oh, let me see the let me see the teacup. That's a huge one. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know we took a night off last night. So we back refreshed, rejuvenated, back in sync for tonight's podcast. You know, we we bringing a little educator to this platform tonight. Right. You know, we're gonna talk a little shop, a little business. You know, give y'all a little something more than our usual misfits antics, ladies and gentlemen. So if you tuned in, you're in for a great show. We appreciate all of you guys, Absolutely. all the support, you know, definitely. So that's right. That's right. That's right. Have an excellent show. So how y'all been doing today? Well, yesterday, because we didn't see each other. Man, let's just let like let's call it let's call yesterday a nice mental health day for everybody. Okay. You know, agreed. The same, but hey, hey Jimmy. Jimmy. It was good, Kimmy. What's going on, Kimmy? <laughs> yeah, yesterday hey, was a nice shout out to Kim. You know, I'm sorry, Kyle. I don't mean to cut you no, off. Cool. Don't worry about it. You know, she was just um in the city of um Harrisburg. Um, she was on it. She made the bill billboard up there or um, Word. Down the wall. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all her photos and her work, y'all can see them. 
they they're gonna be up there on exhibits and stuff. Um, you know, I so know, you can right. try and see them. I think all the way up until January thirty first. Congratulations to my big sis Kim. She just seen her face and everything on a billboard. God, oh, yeah. That's phenomenal to hear. I love hearing that. Black excellence is what it's all about. You know, moving forward. You know, moving forward. Yes, man. Your art out there, manifesting your manifesting your art. You know, absolutely. Big shout out to Russia. I don't know why I'm finna do this, but big shout out to Russia. You know, as I told y'all before, I moved to Captivate FM, and my ratings have been looking beautiful on there. Like I got some real analytics there. And the majority of them have came from Russia. So shout out to Mother Russia. One shout time for who Russian they want. We have to go all the way to Russia to get right, huh? <laughs> hey, we are internationally known. So it right. just fits the, it fits the bill. I'm just thankful right. somebody listened to the show. Right? Like the first time I saw my, you know, my, some people on my show were, you know, were in Ireland and a few in, a few in uh, Japan and a, and a few in uh, uh, South Korea. I was like, okay. Cool. It's not just, you know, I love, I love, you know, I love my, you know, I love my nation, but uh, I'm glad that other people see what I see, you know, and Kimmy said she's going to be live tomorrow from city hall tomorrow at eight, I'm um, at 10 AM. Okay. Kimmy, um, I have to work tomorrow, but I am going to be checking it out. Hi, Robin, oh, my sister. Funny. She's in the chat. Robin Shout out to Robin. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Love. Yes, much love. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, I guess we'll be right back. He just said he had a little technical issues. So he'll be right back. Well, I'll get back on. Oh, okay. No problem no then. No love problem. It. So, we got um, time. Absolutely, guys. So as y'all know, this is holiday season. And the spirit of holiday season is all about love and happiness and joy. And did you say something about a turkey? What I about got a turkey? My, got a turkey. I had to fight for that turkey, boy. I thought I got a turkey today. I got a 27-pound turkey. I don't even think that's still enough, but I got a turkey. I got I fought, boy. I was like, no, nah, we, we, we going to knuckle up, yo. <laughs> for that man, how many people boy. you got coming? I don't even know no more, man. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how many more people. That just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yo, Capo, Capo, he's on a block, and he said, what's up, what up, Cap? Hey, what what's up, up with Capo the fam? Girl? Shout out to my brother, Capo Grimm, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Oh, so shout out to his, um, his YouTube channel. I saw him on the block earlier today doing some promotion mm-hmm. for his YouTube. So, Big up. Like, Told you, my boy said he was grinding. He's been shut down in mm-hmm. complete work mode. I appreciate mm-hmm. that, bro, because you motivate me to, you know, keep my grind going and everything yeah, with the crew. You know, yes. much love. But, yes, yeah. but I'm sorry, Steady. You was giving us a nice little uh, um um holiday cheer. No, yep. I was, but <laughs> hey, the way the mo- the way the energy is on the show is so live, it's so raw. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> know what holiday season is. I'm so thankful. I got me some ginger snaps. One of my favorite holiday snacks are ginger oh, snaps. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you feel me? So definitely, yeah. she's getting a petty COVID shot tomorrow. That is him <laughs> in our comments. Yeah, so you're gonna be ready for your holiday. Your holiday. Isn't that something now how we've time has moved to now? Your checklist now is like before you enter my house for Thanksgiving, I need to either see your card or I need to you to take I need some trip. receipts. The receipts. The receipts. Yes. Um hey, yeah. hey, that's fair. And every year it never fails. And, and I don't mind doing it, but I have my little holiday trolls in my family for the whole week. They're on my phone calling. Right. Oh, this and that. Oh my gosh, sister Chrissy, she FaceTime me. 
FaceTime me with her whole meal, Tasha, this and that. Is this right? That's right. So, I, oh, Robin, huh? I'm coming. I know how you get down, sister. Auntie Jones cooking. Yes, baby. I'm cooking, honey. You coming up here, sister? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I had to tell him, listen, you know what I'm saying? Call me next week with all the questions and concerns about the recipes. Exactly. Right. Call her next week, ladies and gentlemen. And if you need any tips and any advice for your holiday meal preparations, um, it's best you get an expert because I'm not that guy. I just wanted to throw that out there for comedy. Neither, no, neither am I. Neither am I. Well, I'll be on um, the week of Thanksgiving cooking some of my stuff, um, you know, for some shows and stuff, showing people, you know, mm -hmm. certain things they can catch on to do. I have to let my charisma now, my niece, you know, usually Absolutely. she has mail her some dishes. And she won't right. probably more than likely be, be, be taking pictures or doing lives while in the kitchen or something because that's, yeah, I don't know. It just, just seems like that's part of your MO, huh? Right, right. So, and people just not be petty with the whole we're not supposed to post our Thanksgiving meal plates. Yeah. That's what people do for entertainment, do. joy, yeah. and love. Let them people post their plates. Look, Me? look, I see people posting meals from restaurants all the time. What's exactly. The but you know that whole Thanksgiving walk in the start and that whole how many days you got left to enjoy the meal and all these it's war when it comes to this particular holidays. I see why I war mean, brings good get... food in the end. I see why the pilgrims in the end is went at it, even though I know Man. the true story behind it, but that's what <laughs> Hey look, look, we all know the true story behind it. That's not why, you know, that's not why I celebrated. They should have told us this when we were, you know, when we were kids and get that whole thing out of the way, but that's a whole different story. I'm exactly. like for me. It's about family. It's about food, and occasionally, if I care enough, it's about football. You know, that's, okay. that's you put the three elves on the table, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it's. That's what it's always been like. For, you know, for me, I all because I got a bit. I got a big family, and even the you know because of the pandemic, we haven't all been able to see each other like we like. So mm -hmm. it's just a great time to exactly. just catch up. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a great yeah. time to catch up. It's a great time to pick out. You know? That's all it's about. Absolutely. Sharing memories, you know, from past down traditions growing up, you know. Yes. It's all about that. But yeah. Thanksgiving is always left over, left out. So post your food. Yes. Yeah. And look, because th Thanksgiving's not as main not as mainstream as the other holidays are. They haven't figured out a they haven't except for turkeys and Black Friday, they haven't really figured out a way to advertise Thanksgiving like they do everything else. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you know, at Thanksgiving, I like it. I, I, I like it better than Christmas because Christmas is just too stressful. You know, mm. Christmas is more of a money thing. I've actually seen people go crazy for Christmas, you know, spending a whole bunch of money, then yes. they depressed afterwards because they broke. They go from Halloween to Christmas, yes. And it's Man, like, I like Thanksgiving better. That's the truth. Like I see the I see the memes starting from like September, and they'll and they'll uh, count down the days, you know, the days to mm -hmm. Halloween, and then as soon as Halloween is done, is it's done, count out count down the days to Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just want to say Christmas was everything to me twenty years ago. Now I became older. Now I realize it ain't no joy now when you can't cut out toys out the magazine and be like, I want all this stuff off my list. Now you're yeah, looking at yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what? I don't want nothing. I'm just thankful to be alive in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once yeah, again for yeah. me, once again for me, it's all about it's all about family. I got younger, you know, I got younger siblings. I got, 
nieces and nephews, and I love seeing them, you know, grow up. One of my fondest memories as an adult was watching my three-year-old little brother when he was, you know, when he was younger, figure out that he could actually rip through the boxes without getting in trouble. (laughs) And after that, he was just cold. He was just cold chilling. They got him one of those, uh, you know, they got him, um, you know, one of those, um, you know, battery operated cars. And Mm -hmm. he was just, he was just chilling, taking pictures. Like man, that's the type of that's the type of moments that, you know, that's the type of moments I love, you know. So I cherish, you know, so I cherish them. Mm. Right, you have to. It's all about cherishment. I agree with you one hundred percent on the cherishment part. So yeah, of course, I gotta watch gotta, the holiday specials. You know, right? Absolutely, you gotta, you gotta watch the holiday specials. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we got a few more minutes into the steady files before we bring our illustrious guest to the platform and uh you know we do our journalism part of the show with uh, mm-hmm. me yeah yeah yes. yes yes so um we got these people down um and first of all what's going on with this dude what is his name is it the rapper you're talking about travis no, not, the rapper, not the rapper the guy i'm seeing him on the news and i just keep seeing him seeing him the judge told him off today that's all i know who is What's this guy? Who the is judge the told him off. Like, what is his name? Caucasian guy. Caucasian dude, was he was he crying? Was he crying he was on the screen? Yes, he was that, crying. That dude, the guy that shot the two kids, or was it the other? Uh, it was another guy. I'm confused. So somebody catch so me busy. up. I'm confused. The judge uh, just told him off. I, he was crying, and the judge. I, is that the reason why the judge told him off? Because he was crying. That was probably, you know, that was probably it. Like, like I saw, uh, I saw some news clips that were being shared around Instagram, and people were like, "This is crocodile tears. This dude can't." This it dude did came look in fake. Acting. It looked you fake because I had my volume or well turned down because I was working, and mm-hmm. I was like, "This guy looked like he's faking. Why are he crying up there?" He was on stand, and then all of a sudden, when I did turn on, the judge was just going off on him. I was like, "Damn." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I gotta follow up on this case, you guys. So after the show, I'm gonna yeah. uh, re-study this situation because i don't know nothing about this one so excuse me for my blank expression in this topic because i didn't know either either but i just know i've seen a dude on the news if you crying something serious you they got life sentence at that point uh the death sentence and he was like or, nah. or you're trying to get sympathy yeah sympathy nah, we don't do sympathy exactly you can keep the crack by tears player oh well Nobody believe well, those tears are real. And then like, we, we got the like, fools down at the um at the Capitol building. One of them got sentenced to three years today, which I just totally don't think enough for assaulting a police officer. And then they got that other fool, the one that had the mask on that was sitting, the one that had the stuff that was sitting. That's my boy that was sitting at the throne. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like, where the f is Nancy at? Yo, he was sitting up there with his legs cocked up. He had no, you know what's to give. Exactly. Uh, and, then he, and then he wrote a letter for Pence and left it. You know what I'm saying? And left how, the letter. For Pence. How long did he get? I, they don't know yet, but I think they said he's looking at maybe four years, and that's it. Okay. Can you believe it's almost going on a year since that happened? We we only we only have a couple more months, and then it'll be a, it'll be a year since that whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Absolutely. Time go by, hon. We'll be in 2022 soon. Hey, turn up. I'm going to Costa Rico. I don't know. I just oh, okay. Hey, look, I you want to go to Costa Rico? Go to Costa Rico. Shoot, I want to go to Costa Rico. I need a vacation myself, too. Shoot. All right, book us a ticket, then, Tosh. We'll fly together. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you gotta be careful though. They'll get you with those with those. I can only pay way my account set up though, Tosh. I can only pay 10% of my ticket. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm worth the enjoyment. <laughs> It's, it's, it, it's, it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey McDonald. McDonald. Jeffrey McDonald. Thank you, Kim, for the update on the young man that was on TV with all this illustrious crime. And, no, I don't think it was Jeffrey McDonald. His name gonna... was a funny name, a Brink, Brinkman or something. Brinkman? Hold on. Yeah. Uh, our research and development team is going in to find out who this is. We got a research and development team. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Brinkman. Hold up. I think it was Brink. First of all, all you gotta do is press Google. It's gonna come right up. Saying, so if you're saying so, if you're saying his name is Brinkman, I'm gonna see what comes up. Like, I'm just gonna put man crying today on stand. That's, man, crying on that's the stand. it. I mean, man crying on the stand. It's gonna come right up. I have stuff. sympathy for him if it was real. You know, I don't have no sympathy. Anything that got to do with the presence of a judge and you did something wrong, I ain't got no sympathy. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. Mm. And if you got a problem with that, you can contact who they want law firm at uh, <laughs> get you oh, some business. Firm, too. <laughs> what we do it all at who they want, girl. Oh, so that means it. in the future we're buying buildings. Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, Kyle. Wow, he knew Joe Joseph Rosenberg. Let me I need yeah. This is this is the oh man, I wish you could just see it. Um, he knew Joseph Joseph Rosenberg was unarmed when he fatally shot him. The guy that oh, was right—he okay. had—he was the one with the AR-15 walking around, right? That get that guy. And yes, he ended up yes. People? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. That's who it is. <sighs> oh, okay. well, oh well, player. Yeah, you shouldn't have did that. You got to pay for that crime. You know. We'll have to pick another time to debate that, guys. Because uh, I, I guess this, no, I guess this prepped and ready for us to bring him in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go. I'm about to get two. I'm about to wait, get wait, two wait. Minutes. Okay, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Okay, give us yeah. what you got, Duchess. Do you see him up in the Uh, wait. All right, hello. Like, please don't talk about the case during the break. Yeah, I saw that clip earlier. He was ha he was really yeah. hamming it. Yeah, hey, he, was. he was. He was. That's okay. I'm gonna wait till a guilty verdict get cast down, and then yeah, we'll like, come back. we'll revisit that topic. We're gonna I revisit it. I'm already convicting this guy, but if he did what he did, it was like, oh, geez. Yeah, we're gonna see if I'm uh, convicted because he cried like that. Tell what I'm saying. <laughs> we're gonna see if that prestigious valued card is played during this case when yeah. the verdict comes out. So mm -hmm. yeah. yep, that, 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 yep, that privilege. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You don't understand and cry. Right. Um hmm. let us try to get on the stand and cry. See, don't you know, they say yeah. like they took like they told Eddie Murphy and uh Martin Lawson <laughs> that movie, they're gonna be like life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I hope y'all enjoyed our, our antics in the opening show. We ready to get serious for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. This is who they want Wednesday. And if you're tuning in now, you're in for a treat. <laughs> I don't know. I be on a strong point and then I lose it. It comes and goes. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing Robert Ashwood to the platform. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hello. 
welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. How's it going, guys? How you doing? <laughs> Wonderful. All right, thanks for joining Ooh, us. We're doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm good. See, right now, I, I forgive me. I'm in the my car office right now. You, you you'll see my my surroundings. You're gonna see some cars going by, but don't worry. What do you this, mean by a car office? Like you have it set up in here like a certain way? <laughs> I mean. Not more so that I just do office work in here. You do like, office work in your car. Right. Yeah. So it's a car office. I'm trying to picture yeah. cubicles and everything set up in there when you say my yeah. car yeah. office. That's boss moves. That means he got a stack of papers on one side yeah. and in the right. back, it's a laptop and everything in the back. I already know. Salute to that. Here you go. Here you go. I'm on the laptop right now. You See what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do. Boy, so to use his time wisely, if he in the car office, that means he on battery power. So Tasha, do what you do best, love. Yes. So, how you doing today? You know, thanks for joining. Um, very, very, very so happy to have you here because I know you got some knowledge and jewels you're going to drop on us today. Okay, we're going to talk about the school system, but first we're going to get into a little bit of you, okay, because you are an educator, you are an author, so um, let the audience know uh, about, you know, about you and how you got, um, how long you've been in the um, education field as an educator. Okay, we just lost you. You mute. Sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I'm muting myself just to make sure that you don't grab the background noise. But oh, yes, okay. I, I was trying to say yes. Thank you for actually having me on this podcast. This is a great opportunity. Um, and I'm just really excited to be here. Um, so yeah, once again, my name is Robert Astwood. And I've been in education now, I would want to say for what about like three to four years now. So not crazy long. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, most of my experience, I like to say, was firsthand like as a student right um that was a large part of why i wanted to even do what i'm doing right um so long story short i guess you could say i wanted to do philosophy like i wanted to be a professor of philosophy mm -hmm. um and undergraduate i went to LaSalle university i don't know if you guys are familiar okay yeah. that's in chicago uh no no not chicago not chicago that's in uh if you guys know where temple university is in philly oh it's right in philly oh, yeah. okay yeah okay right, right, right. Well, i was thinking LaSalle's in chicago okay okay i usually say hey do like do you know where temple university is people will say yeah and then i'll be like well i didn't go there LaSalle's a very known school had a popping basketball team back in the days too yeah exactly exactly so, right. So during my time there, I kind of figured, you know, philosophy would be good. Like, that's kind of the direction I want to go. Um, but fast forward, I, I kind of do, I do graduate school now, but I'm going to leave of absence, you know, like every every now and again, there's that period of time you say, hey, listen, I got to like, switch things up. You got to, yeah, you got to switch things up. You got to do certain mm -hmm. things. That, that's actually, right. that thing was the book, right? Um, but let me not get ahead of myself. Um, in that time, right, when I was in college, in grad school, I was like, you know what, in order to cast a wider net, in order to actually make real meaningful change, in order to, you know, make a national change, right, a national shift, I would okay. need to, like, think bigger. Because I wanted to be a professor, that's only, what, about, like, 30 class, like, 30 kids, maybe mm -hmm. that's, like, what, you get, like, I don't know, three classes, I don't know, right? It's mm -hmm. going to be limited. But if I can change the very fabric of the system itself, and the way that it operates, like to make it more equitable, more like sustainable for like the full human, like to develop the full human person. Mm. Uh, I feel like it's too much focus on ranking, tracking, um, competition between one another, mm. uh, teach mm. to the test and all these other things like grading that just get in the way of true authentic learning. 
So right now, like, and all that stuff. Yeah. Say it again. No, like in them aptitude tests and all that stuff. Right, yeah. right, right. And let me not even get into get into it too deeply, but a lot of those tests, like especially standardized tests, are like part of like that systemic kind of injustice that's like set up. Mm -hmm. um, and what I want to do is I want to just completely uproot what's called the neoliberal kind of school system. What I've been describing, right, production, ranking, track, and all that stuff. Um, that's the neoliberal school system, school model. I wanna, you said neoliberal. Yeah, neoliberal. that's what, that's that term. Like that's the, like I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have like, I don't, I should walk around with more uh, sources. I, I I know that's unprofessional. That's okay. Here. No, no, that's okay. But um, yeah, like that's the that's the the term. Um, yeah, and I, I want to uproot that that system and rebuild it on what I like to call humanization and organic intelligence. It's otherwise mm -hmm. known as Hoy. Mm -hmm. Um. Hoy is my gonna be my curriculum. It's gonna be like the the new system that I that I implement. So I'm this is a secret. Well, I guess it's not a secret now that I'm on a podcast, but I always walk around telling people, hey, listen, like my main mission is to open up 10 schools in all states, in all 50 states of the United States. And that's um, what I was about to ask you. So this curriculum, Hoy. Uh, is this something you're gonna, um, you know, I guess you're gonna um, present it to, the, I guess, the Board of Education to get it accredited or approved? No. No? Like, you see, I, I plan to, and forgive me, I don't have all the, the, the things, the kinks worked out. But no, 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 listen. You, no, you never have them. Well, you're right. I, I totally understood. Right. But the vision is, like, if you want to uproot and incite change, like you can't go to the people, like to the board. You can't ask them for permission. You can't have them accredit your ideas because they're the ones that are housing the systemic injustice, right? So you can't really go to them, right? Yeah. So my thing is if I open 10 schools of my own, and it's funny because like, I guess it's going to be private, right? Privately funded, privately, but I plan to open so many that it's public. Like I wanna mm -hmm. literally, change the fabric of the education system like have so much of a presence that it's like you can't ignore like you can't ignore it. like yeah you can't ignore that school you can't i call mm -hmm. it well, my brand right now is called aster education mm -hmm. it's not really i don't know if that's going to be my like hey like forever name but mm -hmm. that's the name on all my social media and everything like that's the name of the podcast that i run um so yeah like it's basically that's the brand for now but you know brands rebrand all the time like Right. That's, that's, that's not really so, the point. The point is the vision. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, isn't this excellent vision? Um, but with, with pri even with private schools, right, it has to be accredited by the Board of Education. Now, with your schools, what you want to do as far as your curriculum and the way you want to have your system set up, mm -hmm. right, um, is it going to be based on grade levels? Well, you know, personally, I like to do 9 through 12. Like that's just, okay. that's just personally me. Like I, I know it's gonna be K through twelve. It's gonna be all all grades. But so like, the nine through twelve. That's high right. school. Right. That's right. high school. So when you're in high school, you're preparing to go to college. So mm -hmm. if you're not gonna get approved by the board of, board of education, and that's what all colleges require, co students coming out of high school, coming out of a high school that's um, accredited by the board of education, or you know, uh, how are you gonna work that? Or, or is your system your curriculum going to be something that's that's going to be optional for parents to let them take concurrent with the traditional board of education school do you understand what i'm saying 
Right. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, no, I didn't want it to really be something concurrent because okay. as you see, like all those different initiatives and add-on programs that they're like, they're pretty much ineffective, right? Like mm. they, they haven't really incited the real salient and meaningful change we want to see in our society. Mm, I get it. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and I know what you're saying about like the accredited, like being accredited. Like, as I said, I don't have all the kinks worked out. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, like I'm definitely thinking about, you know, like what if, I don't know, like college, I feel like that's basically a funnel. Like college is a big funnel. Like I was even asking like one of my things on my social media, I said, it's college a debt trap, right? Now I'm not necessarily saying college is a bad thing. Like it's good. Like I went to college, right? Still mm -hmm. for college right now. But, you know, I feel like it's kind of the only story that's told. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like you don't really hear too much about how to make a trillion dollars or how do I start my own business or how do I even invest? How do I what do I need to do? All I hear about is a 401k and how to like I, don't, I barely even hear about taxes. Like, How do I write? How, what about tax write offs? Like or how? what about you know anything else <laughs> other than what, what we've been taught? Right. With like with the nine to five. Yeah. Um, right. So that was sorry. my next question. And I'm sorry. Um, go ahead, Kyle. I don't know if you had a question. No, um, I, I know because I, I, I agree with him. Just like when we had the um, the the credit, um, the credit exactly the credit the credit repair. Mm -hmm. We all basically said we were never taught credit until we got to you know and, and until we were like in high school or out of high school, right. and in or or in, or in other in in other cases, well into college. And trying to get our, you know, and trying to get our credit up, and then trying to pay these crazy debts because the, the, the because the, because the way that the, the way that the system is set up, we are in debt. The rest, it seems like we're in debt the rest of our lives for what, you know, like for for what education is one education is one thing, but you shouldn't have to track you down mm -hmm. to pay for it for like forty years. You know what I'm saying? So isn't it funny how they taught you how to do the credit repair after you um, like already screwed it up? That was the yeah, but that was the, that was the thing. The, the, the guests that we had up here, they had said the reason why they did this in the first place is because they were not taught or, as, as kids. So they wanted to, you know, so they wanted to, te you know, teach more people and they're trying to plan on teaching them younger instead of, um, you know, instead of waiting until we until we reach adulthood. So. Right. So right there, it, so right yeah. there is you know that's inside that's inciting change, just like you're you know just like you're trying to do. But um, with in 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 my in my case, I think I get where you're. I think I get a little bit of where you're where you're going. Like when you say organic, you know, organic education, because these uh, because from my experience, the school did not it did not make me want to learn. It only made me it only made me stress out when it came to testing because every year the passing grade would go up. Like I'm thinking I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing well because say um, at, you know, at the time of uh, elementary school until about uh, middle, until about middle school, the passing grade was about 60, 70. Right. And then after a while they brought it back up and during the whole uh, no child left behind era, it just got, you know, it just got very, um, complicated but people but people around me were like this is this is just the way things are you mm -hmm. know there was no real there was no real solution it was just you take these tests and we grade you and bang bang that that's it 
you go, you know, you go go to to uh, elementary school to high school. Then we prepare you to for college between junior year to senior year, and that's it. We you're you're out in the world. You're paying for you're paying for it yourself now. Or it it, it, mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't make me want to go further until I realized that there were other avenues I could take besides college. Right. right. So, you know, and I want to ask you guys, because I love I love asking questions like in my seminars all the time, because I I do seminars at middle schoolers and high schoolers. I'm like, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. So here's my questions for you guys. What is something that you wish you would have learned in school? Investments for me. Um, I, I actually wish that in school, they would have went more in depth with, um, like, uh, emo- the psychology, psycho- psychology. Let's start with yeah. that. You understand what I'm saying? Psychology, um, leading into more of what can cause um, emotional distress. You understand what I'm saying? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. You, you, you get what I'm saying? I wish they would have started that. Maybe in elementary school, in junior high school, you know, mm-hmm. to combat some of the stuff that, because as your time changes, things change with these younger, with the, with the younger generations. Okay, you got now this, you got all of the teenage suicide. Back when in my day, you know, you guys are a little bit younger than me. Back in my day, teenage suicide and stuff and everything, it wasn't, it was there, but it wasn't how it is now. You get what I'm saying? So I think, you know, um, I would have liked to see some more of like them getting into psychology and mm. also like, you know, the mental mental health. Mm. Good point. Great point. Great point. Um, personally, me, um, from my from my perspective, I I'm someone who who grew up with a disability. Right. So I didn't hear too much about people like you know like me doing you know doing things unless it was meant to to come in and inspire you know and to inspire other folk they didn't act like it was a you know a, a regular part of history they only they they only talked about you know your your like give me your like the, the top people that it, that it talked about all the time that later on we found out a lot of stuff was was false or misconstrued like you got your you know you got your George Washingtons you got your Christ, you got your Cl- Christopher Columbus you got mm-hmm. you know the 13 colonies the ba- the basic stuff all 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 that stuff that they would t- all that stuff that they would talk about then when we got to uh black history it was only like a chapter right it was never put in with the same, you know, with the same mm-hmm. kind of, uh, with the same kind of urgency as, um, you know, as teaching about, like, say, Thomas Edison or mm-hmm. or anyone else who made who made a uh, a contribution to, you know, to to history, unless it happened to be February and they were, you know, and they were uh, required to, you know, to to talk about it. But as far as you know, as far as people with a disability, that was pretty much almost never talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, from you know, from my perspective, I didn't start learning learning really about my about my condition until well into my twenties. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wish I you know I knew about. I wish they were now we're talking about representation a lot more. I wish that was a thing when I was growing up. Word. And to, I want to say something um, in regards to what Kyle is saying. I wish in school that children with disabilities and um like maybe um slow learning wouldn't have been separated 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. I really do. And I say this because I grew up in the industry. My parents, they um, transported. They had a school bus company um, and they transported disabled kids for children for school, going all the way from pre-K all the way up to high school. So I got to learn a lot about them through my parents. Right. Okay? But I noticed when I got to school, I was separated and I got to meet a lot of them, you know, going mm-hmm. on a bus route to my parents. You know, and I realized that they was just like me, but just, you know, different features. You know what I'm saying? And but at school, I'm separated from them. And I'm like, why? You you get what I'm saying? So I just Mm -hmm. wish they never really did that in school because, you know, it would have gave, you know, um, you know, it would have gave the children a little bit more um, respective right on, you know, everybody is everybody is just is, is everybody's the same but they just have different things about them. That's it. Wow. I applaud that. That's real talk. Like, yeah. And that's the truth though. Cause you got to think if you're talking segregation, when they got those people, people like that, and that, you know, I feel like you put us in this one little set hallway and like, this is just for y'all. Like we weren't allowed to hang out with the regular kids as they would put it. Like it's different. And then it messes with you psychologically. Because now you're so used mm-hmm. to being around your quote unquote own kind, so you don't know how to interact with the regular people. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it, all, it and it was in all aspects of it, like the transportation aspect, like you know, like disabled kids, or uh, you know, or um, maybe a little um, uh, mentally um, challenged children. They had their own school buses. Yes, you get is. what I'm saying? Yes. I'm like, okay, we have these big gigantic school buses that. The quote unquote regular kids you want to call them right on. So why not convert it? You understand what I'm saying? Put you know convert the um the bigger um school buses that be equipped to have wheelchairs on it and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And stop segregating. You know so these kids can get to know each other. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a big part of you know school. You know Absolutely. knowing your peers, learning about your peers. You know diversity. You know what I'm saying? Diversity to me comes in a lot of things, not just, you know, race or anything or where you're from, you know, mm-hmm. it's shape, size, you know, ability to do different things, but doing it in a different way, you know? So I, I just wish we would have seen more of that, you know, everything together instead of separated. Well, you know, now, now be careful what you wish for because they, they have diversity now, but you know it's a ploy. You know it's just a, a, a political scheme. You really want to have the inclusion factor, right? right. You want to like actually like because all right. So and by the way, everything you guys mentioned is or, is in the book. It's, it's in the book that I've written. So guys, I, I've come out with a new book. It's called The Essence of Education. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, for those of you who are watching the live stream, let's see. I have one right here. Oh yeah, boom! I have one right here, so I can even show you guys. This is what it looks like. The essence of right education. up front. There we go. Right, <laughs> okay. right here, right up front, right there. Boom. Um, so yeah, this is about, um, and it says like a better future for our children. We want the best mm-hmm. for our children. Um, so everything you guys talked about, like the interdependence, the, the inclusion, mm-hmm. the, the emotional awareness, the emotional in- intelligence, right. Um, mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Like I told you, like they focus only on like the, like the math, the reading and all that other, like, like smart stuff or things that'll make you money and, or make them money, excuse me. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like the human person, as you guys were mentioning, is a much more like multifaceted being. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I talk about how we really need to 
you know, start just shifting our even our idea of what education means. So, like, mm-hmm. if I ask you guys right now, like, like what was if I said, hey, what is the word educate? Or if I said the word education, what's the first thing you think of? Like, no, don't second guess, just go, bam. I, I, me, honestly, um, the first thing I think of educate is my parents. Okay. Because that's, that's where I learned the most of, right, my parents. I, that's where I learned the most of the stuff from. You understand and that's them. part of what I'm talking about. That's more right. so what I would talk about when I said the word educate. How about you guys? Um, a few years ago, I probably would have said school. Um, but that was the, that was a less more confident in me. Mm-hmm. Um, they tre- they treated ed- they treated education and intelligence like it's one thing, mm-hmm. you know. Right, exactly. So uh, I have to say life. There we I'd go. Have, yes, I'd, I'd, I'd have I'd, I'd have to say life. Life. You you are, you never stop learning. We're forever students, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But and you know, but in life, you learn different. You you learn differently than you would in a class in, in a classroom. You know what I'm saying? Because that's required. That's required. They're requiring you to read the same type of books. They're requiring you to to do the same type of writing, the same type of, you know, the same type of absorbing of the information. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't give you a, a, a way to ex- express yourself and do it and, and do it your way and still, you know, and still have, um, you know, some sort of um, is, is, is some sort of way to actually get a, a passing grade. It's all about it's all about grades. Once you get once you get out in the quote unquote real world, you realize that it, it's it's not always li- it's not always like that. They're trying to make it like that, depending on who you are. But it's like it's 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 not it's not like that. And that's not the way the system works. Well, so, in the real world, you know, you get the test first and then yeah. you, <laughs> right. you learn later. Right. Yeah. You learn afterwards. <laughs> right. So what I talked about, right, like I talked about the different because you were mentioning official schooling. Right. I talked about the different ways that we learn or the different methods of teaching. And yes. I'm, I labeled like official schooling as like the least effective, right? I feel like that's the administered version. Like that's the, as you said, it's forced, right? Mm-hmm. So the other versions that I'm, I listed was, you know, life education or real world experience. Um, and I also said self-teaching too, right? Because that's right. one of the ways that we learn. And it's funny because if you think about it, the world is actually your teacher. Yes. When I say the world teach, like when I say the word teach, I don't mean to explain something or I don't mean that you're going to automatically learn it. Right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, right. In, in schools, like they, they they combine the word teaching, or they make it one word, teaching and learning. Like it's one thing. Teaching yeah. automatically brings about learning. No. Yeah. Teaching and learning are two separate events and they should be they should they both have different things to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the essence of education, I discussed that, you know, teaching is simply the exposure of information. It's just mm-hmm. you being revealed to new information. That's it. Boom. Very mm-hmm. simple. Just because you're exposed to something doesn't mean that you're actually going to learn it, though. No. And this is the what I call the learning gap or the learning lacuna, right? That little gap between the teacher or I call them revealers, really, because they're revealers. They're exposers, right? They're exposing mm-hmm knowledge so the revealer right exposes a a learner to knowledge and by the if the learner does it like absorb and retain it then learning hasn't occurred is basically the whole formula right Mm -hmm. and that little gap between the learning the teaching and the learning is when teaching is assumed to bring about the learning Mm -hmm. so hopefully i i I don't know if that like yeah 
No, no, you're good. Yeah. No, listen, you, that that is the that is the truth, um, right there. And just like uh, like when you were, you asked us, like, what do you think? What do you wish they they taught you um when you were younger? Mm-hmm. And the more I think about it, I wish we knew a little more about how the brain works and absorbs information because it's because not everybody is going to absorb it the same you know, way. the same way. You know what I'm saying? We some of us learn by doing or at the same pace. By, yeah, exactly. Some of mm-hmm. us learn by by um, you know by reaction. Some of us learn some of us learn by writing things down. My question to you, um, sir, since we're since we're talking about it, what would you what would you um, if you could classify yourself like what type what what type of learning style do you have? Well, you know. <laughs> I would say uh, like I, I'm multifaceted. You know, I don't want to just like label myself down to one thing. Like, like mm-hmm. all right. So for audiobooks, right? Like, I I really am digging the audiobooks just for the fact yeah. that I like I can drive and like how like have an experience of the book, or I could be at work and like have a book. Um, <laughs> but you know, like I also did like like I wouldn't say I'm too great at reading them. Like I'm kind of a slower mm-hmm. reader, mm-hmm. but I'm still like I I can visually learn though. Like I can. You know, if you have a certain pattern or whatever, like I can remember it. So I don't know, like it, it depends on the situation. Um, but you mentioned something about learning by doing. And I think that I think that a lot of us happen to learn by like learn better if you actually are engaged in what we're learning about. So put it this way, like I can tell you about China. Right. I could say that there's dragons there. I mean, there's no dragons, but like I could say that that's part of their culture. I could say you know, about the food, I could say about the history and all that stuff. So I could either tell you about China, I could show you a video about China, we can write about China, or we could just go to China. Which one do you think is going to be best to learn about it? Could you go to China? I feel like going to China, and I feel like maybe a combination of all of them, of course, but I feel like if you just, like, scratched out all the other ones and just, like, said, hey, listen, we're going to China, I didn't say we had the budget for it. I just said that, like, if we did that, that would be good. (laughs) But, like, you know, the point is, if you actually engage and actually immerse into the experience, Mm -hmm. you're more likely to learn it. So I use an example in my book. I talk about uh, being a driver. Do you guys all drive? Uh, I do not. Okay, okay. So even if you don't drive, you could still, like, imagine this, right? Right. Like a thought experiment, right? So picture yourself in the driver's seat, right? And the person... Better yet, picture yourself in the classroom. Like, you know how you have a driver's ed classroom or whatever? Like, yeah. Picture yourself there. And the driver is telling you about a very specific occurrence, right? He's saying, when you go to merge onto a highway, be sure to look over your left shoulder so that way you make sure you don't crash into anyone, right? Right. Now, those of you listening, maybe the, you, you get this, like you drive already, or maybe you're, you, you don't drive, but this makes sense. You could visualize it. Correct. But Correct. it's really much more easier to visualize it if you already have personal reference mm-hmm. of information. So mm-hmm. let me ask you something. When the driving instructor, not the driver's ed teacher, I said the driver's instructor, like when you paid the the, 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 the school and you told them to drive a car out, what do they normally do? Um, they uh, make sure that we are sitting wet, like sitting well, looking at a rare, looking at a rare view mirrors, check the, check the mirrors first, check the, well, what they, yeah, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you on the other side of the, exactly, are you in the passenger seat or are you in the driver's seat? Are you in the driver's seat? 
exactly. So right. for see driving instructors, they get it. Like you learn more, you learn, you're going to learn better about driving by actually driving. Like I, I can tell you everything I can tell you about. Like I can't really explain to you the pressure it takes to put your foot on the wheel, like to put your foot on the pedal, like a little bit. So that way you'll accelerate just enough. So you won't go too fast. Like I can't tell you about that pressure you need to feel. Like that's something that you have to actually experience yourself like directly. Mm-hmm. Right. So just take that concept and apply it to school. Like school, we talk a lot in the theory, in theory, like very theoretical, very up in the air, abstract. What are we actually doing? Like we don't actually do it is the problem, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, th- the, the issues that I want to address or at least raise in the essence of education. And then I also, in chapter 12, I kind of give a little foreshadowing of my next book, Secret, right? Next mm-hmm. book uh, is actually called Hoy Principles, right? Hoy, Humanization <laughs> and Organic Intelligence. Um, and that book is going to go into much more detail about what exa- how exactly the day-to-day school would look like, how the curriculum would be, what kind of, you know, like, theories would be involved like what kind of practices would be involved like it's going to involve much more about race and gender and all that stuff like i didn't really talk about um race and gender in this book i really just tried to get to the bare bones of humanity right like just talk about what what do we all need universally as humans right so that's kind of what i tried to to cover um and again i'm going to go into more detail about that same topic as well in the next book but i tried to keep it you know keep it simple Mm-hmm. Just keep it the it's the bare essence, right? That's why it's called the essence of education, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, getting back to the schools, right? You want to open, right? Because I know you just mentioned said you're going to go more into the curriculum, um, on in the book, mm-hmm. okay? Right in the second book, right? In the second book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, coming in as okay, Come, me coming as a somebody coming in as a ninth grader, right? What would I be able to expect to get me started in my high school journey with you? Well, you know, a big part about uh, my view of education should be learners like learner led or learner generated. And that's not just simply my view. Like that is a part of like the I, can't, I don't want to say progressive because progressive is kind of too blanket. Um, but like there's a lot of camps right now, contemporary camps that think like how I'm thinking, um, mm-hmm. like in terms of, you know, student generated or student like not student led, but student generated like content. So right. part of it, like when you first come mm-hmm. to my school, it would be, you would fill out like, you would fill out a form or you would like write something down. You would write or tell me about, make a video, make something telling me what you would want to learn about, right? And you can tell me that in any medium. You could say that in writing, you could say that in acting, I don't know, anyway, anyway, you could tell me, be creative, whatever, but let me know, hey, what do you want to learn about? Like what do you guys want to talk about? And I'll use that in tandem with what I was already going to talk about, right? It's not going to be completely, like, I can't let you guys run the show, but you are main stakeholders in this game, right? So you need to have a say. So I'll use what they say to generate, right? Like, in tandem with what I was going to already do. And what what I was already going to do is going to be things included as, like, public speaking, emotional intelligence, um, intrapersonal knowledge, so self-knowledge, right? Knowing yourself. Um, interpersonal communications, how to speak to other people, um, how to face your fears. Um, obviously the basics, right? You're going to have to have math. Like you do need to know math. You need to know basic math. You need to know like a little bit of science. You'll have those, right? Mm -hmm. But they won't be like 
as required or as spotlighted as they are, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll teach more things like how I was just mentioning, you know, mentality building sessions, spiritual cohesion, you know, meditation, um, you know, those kinds of things, you know, things that are more whole, you want a, like more whole person approach, right? Oh, I like that out. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, like a more whole person approach. So that's my view or like what I intend to have in the the Aster education idea of education mm. of schooling. Right. Mm. So so okay. <laughs> because you're gonna okay, so you you're gonna have children, you know, coming from a lot of different backgrounds. You get what I'm saying? All right, and you're gonna ask them. Tell me what you want to learn. All right. Absolutely. So let's, let's take, Absolutely. okay. So let's do, let's, let's start with this. We're going to have a child coming from a family, nothing but high tech CEOs, you know, corporate, you know, businesses totally, you know, um, just, you know, a, a family, a business background, you know, a business savvy background family. Okay. Then you're going to have, you can have a child straight coming from the projects. All they know is about street hustle. Do you get what I'm saying? So, like, and you're going to ask both of these different children to tell you what they want to learn about. Absolutely. And and what do you think they might say? I, I mean, I can run through a whole bunch of different things that, that you might hear. You know? It ain't going to be what yeah, you want to hear. Well, well. Coming from the other side. Hey, listen, I mean, you know, at that point, they're going to be old enough to know what's appropriate, right? Um, uh, And by the way, like, I know children, like, I I, I deal with them. They do say some out-of-pocket stuff, like, like, let's not even, let's not even drag, like, you know, lie and say they they don't. But, um, you know, this would be after having set up, so I I don't intend to set up the school immediately. Like, I'm going to start off by doing an enrichment program, right? Like, I don't want it to be like, yeah, just right away school. Uh, I want, I need to test run this, right? And I'm already testing it out, actually. Um, Are are you guys um, familiar with the Wise Institute? The Wise, that sounds familiar. The Wise Institute. They're like a nonprofit organization that essentially does like, um, they do like financial, like literacy classes, like for, you Mm -hmm. know, youth, the youth. Um, But they do other courses as well. Um, But they're mostly for like financial literacy. Um, but right now I'm doing like a, cause they have a professional professionalism, oh, excuse me, professionalism seminar that they run and they asked me to run it. Right. So uh, I've been running it, but like they, I've also been doing it with, um, cause I told them I sent them my, my curriculum. So I've mm-hmm. kind of like been doing it my way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really like, they said what they like, what, the, what to do. They, they were like, but honestly, you can kind of just, you know, do whatever. Right, right. Um, so I really just run it the way that I would. Right. Um, so like, this is like my first kind of, and unfortunately, I, I gotta say guys, it, it is only virtual. Um, but Hey, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta um, start somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like COVID like really, you know, screwed things up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like I want to do an enrichment program. I want to have a space for it. Um, and then once I have a space for it, that I'm going to blow that up into its own school. And then from there, like I'll, you know, I'll figure things out. Um, and don't worry, like, I know you, and thank you for, by the way, thank you for telling me about all these different, like, like giving me the pushback and saying, Hey, but what if this, what if that, like, I need mm-hmm. that. Right. Because you, you want to like, like, no, like, I don't like to think about the negatives because if I do, I just won't 
like progress. But mm-hmm. it's always nice to have a little like little challenge because you know, like what if you were there right now, right? Yeah. So I'm just kind of giving. I'm trying to like answer a little bit like if I was there now. But yeah, like my main mission or like style anyway in like succeeding or in su- personal success is really you know trying to focus on what's working for you or focus on mm-hmm. you know how to actually succeed, how to make it work. Not what's why is this not working? What's the problem? No, screw what's the mm-hmm. problem. Figure out what's the solution, right? What's, what's the solution gonna... for what's the solution for you? Because like we said, not everyone learns and absorbs information the same way. So right. and that's actually what I want to teach in my schools, right? So remember how you were giving me the pushback, right? You were saying, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna have you know CEO kid, you're gonna have a you know projects kid. Well, mm-hmm. what's the solution for you is the same tactic I would use there. Right. You got to be solution oriented and not like looking for problems. Like, let's look for the solutions. Right. It's easy to find problems. Mm-hmm. How about we find the solution? Right. So that's the mindset that I would have. That's the mm-hmm. mindset and mentality of people that I would hire on my team on the on the on the in the school to have. So like it's a culture. It's a it's a mindset. Um, our nation is in desperate need um, of a culture of a national paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I want to be, you know, one of the change agents to bring it. Gotcha. Wow. Well, all righty. We're going to take a commercial break and then we're going to come back. I'm getting some more of this book and also this interesting topic about this new curriculum. And also going to ask you some questions or some of the things that you actually um, finding, um, you know, going on right now on, with the current reforms that's going on. But we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Alistair Boxhill, and I'm both passionate and committed to helping you win through understanding the power of credit and your own financial literacy. See, financial literacy wasn't something that I was taught in school. I had no idea what made up my personal credit score or what the proper credit utilization was, or even what the impact of me not paying my bills on time would have on my credit scores. As a result, I suffered with bad credit for a very long time. I just couldn't get out of my own way. You know, I was never the person that didn't make money. I've always been a go-getter. But the lack of knowledge and the tools really had a huge impact on me. I'm definitely a testimony that you can overcome bad credit. I've personally had repossessions along with various collections accounts removed from my credit profile, which has allowed me to get my buying power back. Today I'm passionate about helping you to win and to overcome your bad credit and to take charge of your financial future. That bankruptcy, that repossession, those medical bills, those student loans, it does not have to define you. If you're ready for change and to take charge of your financial future, I'm ready to work with you. Connect with me on social media, on Instagram, Alistair Boxhill on Facebook, Alistair Boxhill, or you can email me at alistairboxhillgmail.com for a free consultation. Looking forward to working with you. This amazing podcast is sponsored by Care Time Scrubs, nurse owned and operated, providing scrubs to essential workers and workers who feel more comfortable with scrubs. You can purchase yours, yes, yours 
at www.caretimescrubs.com. That's www.caretimescrubs.com. Can't wait for your order. Mwah. Almost that time again. You know, us against our dear old Uncle Sam. Don't take the IRS abuse this year. It's our money and we need it now. Why not start your own tax empire by using the help of your tax business genie? We are not only able to give you the knowledge to become a successful tax professional, but also the tools you need to run and manage a very profitable tax business. It's time to stop these generational curses and start generating generational wealth. Let us help you to help others. Your wish is our command. Hey, yo, welcome back to the internationally known podcast show, Who They Want. If you're just tuning in, we're having a wonderful conversation with Mr. Robert Astwood on education and this amazing book. So let's continue. Yes, yes. So I have a question for you. Um, Because over the years, um, I've seen the school system change. And this this happened way after I graduated from high school. I'm telling my age, I graduated from high school in 1992. Okay, so we don't seen I don't seen its goals to like you have now it went to a, a, something what we call a magnet. Then I don't know if it's the same. Now you have um what we call you have like schools. I know like uh, um like say for instance, this one school in Queens, Andrew Jackson. Now they have like more than one school in all in these schools. Do you understand? Oh my gosh, that is the worst. Because I, yeah, I go I, mean, out I, think I wanted your perspective on. What do you think about those two methods? I, I don't like the multiple schools in one school. I feel like it's very lazy. I feel like it's economic like they're they're trying to basically save money, right? Mm. Um I don't know. I just now how do you think they're trying to save money off of that though? Like putting all the schools in one building, like that's not even enough. I don't know. I feel like that's not enough space. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if like the 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 class amount can be held there, but you know the deal with that. Like, there's a lot of like overflowing, like not enough like spaces and whatnot. Um, especially in the public school system. Um, so yeah, I feel like as for what, so you were asking me about like magnet schools, like venture mm-hmm. school. You didn't say venture schools, but you're saying like venture schools, trade schools, like alternate schools, or like schools that are not like traditional they're not like charter they're not like but they're like like, like that right you're talking about that I, I i this is what i've been this is like the different um school systems i heard that um it was changed over through the uh, throughout the years because mm. i heard yeah. what we call magnet okay mm-hmm. and then it went um to the um the to the, the the what i don't know what the terminology for it is like I what said, charter I, schools like the charter, the charter series see, i went to private school my whole life yeah, so i just the, don't the know charter, charter is like a different like because magnet school so you guys know kind of like um so you guys know like the trade school right like for like yes. a certain like yeah, right? trade schools, yeah yeah like a magnet school is similar to that like it's just like more specific like it, it's more limited like to a certain field Right? right or a certain like number of fields right um right so for the charter the charter is like an alternate version of like if you want to go 
let's say if you don't want to go to public school, you want to go to, right, you want to go to charter school or you want to go to private school. It's like that. Like, that's kind of like a charter school is an alternate version of private and public. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but like the magnet is more of like a specialized, you know, tight, like just like the, like a trade school. If you want to, if you want to be an electrician, if you want to be, you know, plumbing, if you want to do one specific thing, it's more like that specialized. Got you, mm-hmm. got you, got you. So um, now, how does that, because I, I know what you're saying is that you want to um, teach you, basically you want to teach, your curriculum is more of like teaching the kids, um, teaching children um, life, life. Thank you. There we go. Life. See, there we go. See, yes. See? Life. Basically, at first, life. Yeah, at first you were like, hey, like, Robert, this is, you weren't saying this is not going to work, but you were like kind of, like saying like hesitant, right? But now, like you're looking at it again. Oh, it's going to be more about like yeah, like I'm teaching them how not how how to live, right? Like you're teaching them how to live, how to experience, how to develop, how to develop yourself. Like I'm not gonna be like I don't want to say that I'm going to develop you. I'll say that we'll develop together, mm. right? So like yeah, like yes. that's gonna be because like you know teachers are learners, like. Like let's like don't let teachers like fool you, like they mm-hmm. should be learning alongside of their learners too. Like that's why I call them revealers instead, like because you're just revealing something else to them. Like the learners aren't just learners; it's not like they're only the learners. Like they're the only learners, right? Mm-hmm. So and, and and what you're saying after um you know somebody graduates out of your curriculum, you know it's that you would not um and correct me if i'm wrong or or take what you said the wrong way but you are not like encouraging college all right so so really so i'm not saying that i don't encourage college so if you want to be let's say all right because i wanted to be a professor of philosophy so you need a doctorate right for that if you want to be a professor of like tenured professor of philosophy you need a doctorate like well, that's the rules if you want to be a surgeon, right, you need a certain license. You need a certain. You need to go to school, right, medical school. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there's a certain path you want to do that needs or that requires college, and you want to go to college, then go to college. But you have to want to go to college, not because mom said to go to college, or because some because society said to go to college, but because that's what you want to do. Right. Right. Okay. Right? Got you. So, got you. yeah, I'm not discouraging or encouraging it. Like I'm just saying, it's that's it's simply, an option, but it doesn't have to be the option. Right. There we so go. So basically, it's more of like you want to make sure that the um somebody coming out your curriculum is um a hundred percent sure that college is for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, put it this way. You all right? So if your question is, are you encouraging them to go to college or dissuading them to go to college? I'm actually encouraging them to do to I'm, I want to empower them and say, hey. You actually can choose what you want to do and like kind of help you to develop that wisdom enough to make the right decision, right? Like let's work together to develop that in you enough so that way you can go out and then do that for your own, for yourself, right? So mm-hmm. my real mission is to just help you to help yourself and then find your own way, like help you to find your way, help you to be the best version of yourself and like help you to find your own path, like to set your own goals. Really, yeah. like I don't want you to follow society's goals. Follow your but own. See, here's the thing. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. You know, I think it's just society puts 
way too much pressure on, you know, um, which with the, um, I guess the American life supposed to look like, you know, but that's society. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what's actually going on. And that's, you know, I'm not going to say what's required, but that's what's actually, um, you know, that's what they're looking for. So who's they? You know, who's they? So, well, you know who they I think is. She means I think Because when these kids come out of high school, right, they have to go for jobs, and that's in society, hon. You understand what I'm saying? You know, but they don't, though. What you say? They don't, though. They don't have to go for jobs. So what are they going to do? Well, that's the thing. I feel like there's much more ways to make income than just a simple nine to five or just a simple job. That's one of the things that I want to like reveal to them, right? I feel and like that's, that, that's especially not sorry for inter- sorry for interrupting you, but but looking at it looking at it from a from a, from today's lens, there's a lot other ways to make a you know make an income. Than working for you know than working for somebody else off you know off the jump or getting like work on the just getting like, 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 like before like right. like no one okay like I'll give you uh, like I'll give you I'll give you an example and just like and just like everything and, and everything in life there is no guarantees right however who would have who would have thought that just ten, about like ten years ago that people would be using a ride sharing service and making an in, like a livable income off of it they figured out that they figured out the game they figured out how to make their own hours and use their you know and use their uh their you know their know-how and drive you know and driving and everything to actually make an income or make rent or whatever who would have who would have thought just a few you know not too long ago that there would actually be people out there um, you know, in video game leagues or, you know, or, bet, or, you know, or, or doing like poker bet or doing like poker betting and treating it like a sport or what, or what's the, you know, or what's the big, what's the big thing now? Fantasy, you know, fantasy leagues and then learning and teaching people how to use cryptocurrency. Who, who would have thought, who would have thought that, that, that would have existed 10, you know, 10, 20 years ago? I know, you know, I get what you're saying. And let's start take the Uber driving, for example. Right. You got Uber drivers, Uber Eats, DoorDashes, whatever. They can make their own hours and stuff and, and make money. But at the end of the day, they still got requirements and eligibilities they got to meet. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. So, and they still got taxes and stuff to pay. That they stuff still is got tax- taxes and stuff. And, and, tax- and, 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 and at the end of the day, there's still somebody they have to answer to. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're, you're not going to get out of life, go through life. Um, and this is just my opinion in the way I see things. Because I don't work for people, and I don't ran. I, I, I'm my own. I own my own business. You understand? I don't work for people as well. Okay, but you're not. At the end of the day, you're gonna work for somebody, whether that's gonna be somebody else or yourself. You understand what I'm saying? True statement. So my whole mm-hmm. thing is that, um, and either way, there are still gonna be um, rules of society that you're gonna have to incorporate that in. You understand? You know, well, of course, of course. Like I, I, like it's like. You wouldn't go outside without wearing any clothes on. That's just a societal norm you wouldn't break. It's just like there's certain rules you can't break, right? I'm not going to be ridiculous, um, but like we can bend them. Like we can definitely bend some rules. Like there's like just take like the iPhone, right? Like Steve Jobs creating the iPhone. That was like he's bending the rules with that one, right? That's new. That's a new technology, right? Or just take I don't know, like 
right now, like, I don't know if this is bending the rules, but this is interesting. This is definitely whoever came up with this one is an interesting right now. Even the little, do you guys know about VO? Like the little bikes that they have, like the ride sharing bikes that they have out mm. now? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was a whole concept somebody had to come up with like right there. Like, what if I was the person never had a job, but like, what if I was the person that just came up with that idea and I was able to meet, I, I learned in school about how to network properly, right? And that's my skill and that's my high income skill. And I just get in front of the right people when they have the like they have money, right? And I and I right, like what if that's my setup? What if I get an internship or whatever, right? Okay, I'm working for somebody. But then I I speak to somebody on like with that idea, that concept, right? And I get myself in the right place. What if that was my intention all along? Right. So like I, I just wanna let them know, I wanna let the youth know that there's like even though like all right, yes, there are rules, right? And I don't want you like to be like just i don't want you to this to be anarchy right right however i don't want those rules to limit you i don't so, want you to be so limited i don't want you to i want you to know that there's alternate ways like like even just developing a product right like just developing things like just creating things like you there's a lot of things we can do in this world to add value that's what i want to help the students so basically so basically, you, you what you want children to get out your get out of your four year curriculum is basically how to just to come out um, and go straight for entrepreneurship. You see, it's not like like I said before. Like if somebody has the goal of being a which doctor, nothing's wrong with that at all. I think that's no, no. Like that's that's only one, but that's only unilateral again. Like I, I want to give all options. Like if somebody wants to go to college and they want to be a doctor, mm-hmm. that's that. Dude, let me. Sh- how do we do yeah, it? Yeah, but um, do with your it? curriculum, the way it's coming off to me, mm-hmm. fine. They can go to college, but coming got a high school, going on into college out of your curriculum, they already in a mindset to on to entrepreneurship. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I, yeah, I guess they they would have like that that those mindset. Yeah, because there's a thing called success mindset, right? Like not having any excuses, just results, or just focusing on the positive, having a positive mindset. Or, you know, always, I don't know, like just these different little like values that I'm not going to list right now because I can't come up with them on the spot, but Mm -hmm. like that are all part of of success mindset. So, yeah, I would teach them how to have a success mindset, like for personal success. Um, But, yeah, that doesn't mean that they have to be an entrepreneur, though. No, it sounds like to me, from my perspective, it seems like your curriculum is to help build confidence that they know that that's what they that that's what they want. Like we're always gonna we're always gonna have an option to change our mind, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no like pressure to just take that one take that one path. You want people to know that there are options, there are alternatives and stuff out there. If that's what you if if that's what you honestly want to do, like I'm gonna t- like I'm gonna tell you right up right now, I'm a late bloomer. If I knew that trade school was an option for me out of high school when I graduated in, in back in uh, 2006, I would have took that instead of going to community college. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I only went to community college because everybody around me was telling me, especially in the black community, I love y'all, I love y'all, but everybody around me was telling me, go to college, go to college, go to college. Because that's I the asked, only story that was told, right? Exactly. I asked, yeah, I asked my mom, mom, can I take a year off of school? Right after I after I graduate, can I take a year off of school? She went to a trade school, got her license to to uh, pr- you know 
um, got, got her license to to uh, pra- to practice uh, cosmetology out of school, right? I didn't have that option because I didn't get in. But if I knew that that a trade school, which in my case was broadcasting school, you know, was an option, I would have I would have hopefully looked at looked at that option instead of like, man, I don't want to do. I don't want to go back to that schooling background because it was not it was not set up for someone like me. You know what I'm saying? It it was it was it was not set up for someone like me. Not not one time did they ever make me feel like, oh, you can learn this and be successful. No, it was you had to learn this and be six they were setting me up for failure one minute i'm taking a spanish class but then i have to go to the resource room the following week so i'm missing you know so i'm missing grades right but my teacher didn't want to uh didn't want to fail me so she gave me an incomplete because i actually tried to do the work even though i was months behind because i was doing you know i was doing other subjects in resource room i'm like are y'all not communicating are uh, you guys are not telling you know Mm -hmm. not telling each other that I'm not going to be in this class this week. So what is, you know, so what is the point of having this even on my schedule? That's what schooling for me, you know, schooling for me was like. Once I got to, uh, you know, once, once I got to broadcasting school, I looked at it in a whole new perspective, you know? So I get, and so to me, it just sounds like we're going through the, we're going through the learning. We're going through the, you know, we're going through the the exposure, exposing to these things. But at the end of the day, you want to have the confidence to know that whatever decision you make is the right one. Right. You know, see, yeah. Here's the thing with confidence. I, I, you mean to cut nobody off. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have that confidence. You get that confidence once you know you done you 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 mastered something you want to do. You understand what I'm saying? Or are you on the way of mastering something you want to do? do you right. Get what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't That's want you guys to, to get lost on um, the main picture. The main picture of my view of education is simple. And it's like this. Bringing humanity back to schooling or bringing humanity, bringing humanity to schooling for the first mm-hmm. place, right? Uh, life education, like how you said before, right? The Duchess, that's what you said before, right? You said life education. Um, right, exactly. That That's my main focus. Like human, like cultivating the full human person, whole person development, um, altruism and interdependence. Like that is the, the, the forefront of the, the, that is the crux of my vision of education. Oh, okay. So you guys can strip anything else away. Forget about the entrepreneur. Forget about the jobs, the careers, the society, everything. At the mm-hmm. crux of what I stand for is mm-hmm. humanity in schooling. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, is I'm glad we, we're going to leave it tonight on that note because you are coming back with us tomorrow, right? Absolutely. And and this is a good point that this right here is a good place to pick up tomorrow because um, tomorrow's our Inside Voices segment. And we're going to have inmates calling in and we're going to get into like how they can keep the, you know, uh, you know, how this um, uh, humanity way of t- teaching and um, learning, I'm sorry, can be, you know, um, maybe, you know, corporate implemented with them. Um, mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's going to be real interesting. Okay. Um, Absolutely. So we're going to be back here tomorrow. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for sitting with us today, tonight. Well, let me really let the, the people topic. know. I gotta let the people know. You know, give me a definitely give me a follow if you like what you've heard. If you yes, and let them know where they can find you at tonight. 
Yeah, yeah. If you guys are interested in more on school change and education reform, I actually run my own podcast. It's called Aster Education. Wow. That's such a surprise, isn't it? <laughs> um, you can also find me on Instagram. My name is Aster underscore education. You can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Robert Astwood. That's my name. Hey, how you doing? And also, I'm on the Twitter. You can tweet me. Uh, I don't really go on there too, too much. But again, Aster underscore education. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. The block. You, know, one- you got to sign up on the block, too. You got to get up on the block. That's my social media site. Free in all app stores. On the oh, app nice. App okay, okay. I'm going to yes. have to go on that, too, as well. Yes, go on that. Get that stuff the up there. We need it up right, there. Right. We really need it up there. I'm so right. I'm gonna send you the link tonight and everything. And um, yeah, so you guys you go follow him and definitely tune in tomorrow night because he's gonna be back with us tomorrow night. Um <laughs> another exciting show. So thank you so much, Robert, for oh, sitting with words. us tonight. Two huh? words. Um these sure. are the two words I always leave people with. I always gotta say it, you know, once we're leaving. Absolutely. Stay cultivating. That's my stay thing. cultivating. Stay cultivating. <laughs> Love Love it. It. I like that. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for them jewels and them words. And uh, we're going to be back here with you tomorrow, 8 o'clock, same time, and um, for our Inside Voices segment. And that's going to be very interesting. And very interesting. Yes. Stay. Are you ready? (laughs) Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. I hope y'all enjoyed this incredible show tonight and wonderful minds conducting together. And we'll see you guys on tomorrow's podcast. Good night. Good night. Peace.